uh, you take um, four pillars of Sistema, right? We, we, we've been presented them in many ways, in the British Association and posture movement and so on. But I'll just take them and I take that each one of them as a discipline. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Misha, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you, Glenn. I've, I've been wanting to get you on here for a little while since I kicked this thing off, so I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's not easy, both with your uh, work schedule and your uh, appreciable family schedule. <laughs> How many kids are you rocking now? How many? What are you up to? Ten? Uh, no, 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 give me an extra one. <laughs> Just nine for now. And, uh... Yeah. And two dogs? Two dogs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely enough. My hat's off to you. Maybe we can get back into... Uh, how you use Sistema to deal with the chaos of family life a little bit later on. But uh, first off, can you tell uh, the listeners a little bit about um, who you are, how you, uh, where you're based, and how you found your way to Sistema in the first instance? Yeah, sure. So Misha Karloff, um, I'm an instructor with the Taiwara Sistema. Uh, we're kind of like south, southern portion of uh, Virginia, southeast mm-hmm. corner. We've been here. This group was established originally by Brandon Sommerfeld years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon since passed and uh, we kind of picked up from here. Yeah, great guy. And then I kind of walked into that group and they were really meeting in like picnic areas and parking lots and all that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, guys who like Patrick were born and Adam Garrison. So the way I kind of started with this demo is that uh, I was happy to find them there. But I was initially had a taste of it back home when I, I grew up in Soviet Union and Spent some time over there, uh, educated over there, and get an engineering degree. Hmm. Merit engineering in Odessa on the Black Sea. And somewhere in there, um, I studied uh, a number of martial arts because Odessa was kind of like a wild place uh, in the 90s. And it was a uh, lot of fights and organized crime and hmm. gangs. That was all over the place. So it was a need for it. Traditional martial arts, uh, my yeah. dad walked me into the judo uh, gym when I was 10. So in high school, I was studying judo and sambo. And then when I went to Odessa, it was a need for like a hands-on kind of actual self-defense. Yeah. So, so I started to do initial training with the uh, Russian army hand-to-hand combat instructor. Yeah. Uh, he got out of the army and started teaching a few things. Um, that went a little rough. I broke a couple of fingers and had a few bloody occasions in there, but uh, decided I need a little bit more classic um found uh, the styles for Kyokushinkai, an uh, instructor that uh, introduced the Mastasoyama teachings, and uh, it was rare. Yeah. But it was contact, it was really, you know, lots of body preparation. I was like excited, hey, it's real, let's do it. Yeah, this guy's trained hard. Yeah, so we did this, uh, kicked around for a little while in between some trips, you know, uh, on the ship, working on the ships. So uh, come to the point where uh, the instructor lost a little credibility uh, with us eventually. Uh, and then we kind mm-hmm. of moved on from there. And then I, while doing that, uh, I met the dude uh, and from my regiment, and he started playing with me, mm-hmm. and he used to get me mad all the time because he didn't play by the rules how I expected to, <laughs> to wanting to go. Yeah. His movements were off. Uh, he was always smiling and laughing and never was serious enough, you know, so like I did through my perception of how things supposed to be. Um, yeah. yeah. But he, he, he worked with such an ease against everything I, I did. So he yeah. never really indicated then what he trained 
in and what mm. he did, he was just playing with me. You know, like that's it. It mm. was done. Um, and so it's not until I moved to the United States that I, I kind of like found tapes and like anybody else, you know, found blood. Eventually, start looking at this like, mm. hey, this is something similar that I've experienced with that guy, mm. and then right. uh, I gotta know what that is. And so the rest of the story, yeah. is probably similar to to many other folks. Um, and I start looking for folks, and I start looking for partners and instructors. And right about time, I think I met you, yeah. um, one of the seminars in Louisville, Kentucky, and so on. And then you uh, did you so. So there was already a group like Brandon started teaching. Was Adam teaching there and um, in Virginia before you joined the group, or was that kind of it all kind of came together in an organic way? And because you seem to have a lot of instructors, yeah, the high like instructor to student ratio. <laughs> you guys, like five instructors and like uh, and five students at some one point, like half yeah. of you were all instructors. Um, Adam was yeah. by then certified already, but nobody else did. So we were just yeah. meeting and fighting, and we just explored things. Right, watch yeah. a tape, go in there, do something, try something. Uh, and then go somewhere else, you know, attend the seminar, uh, you know, hmm. travel to Toronto, travel to Moscow if you can, and so on. So we did like this kind of stuff. And But the group wasn't formed by then. It was just guys getting together. It was nothing formal. It wasn't until probably five years after that that we actually landed at gym and started to do something more formal. So so when was your um, when was your first trip to Moscow to train at System HQ, and what was that like? Ooh, this was... Um, that was already a after I met Vlad and trained here for a while. But so I went to Moscow. Oh, shoot, what year was it? I don't remember. I think first time I met Michael is actually was here. He was 2014 okay. yeah. in Jersey. That he brought. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, he brought yeah. uh, internal aspects of Sistema. And so after that, yeah. I went to Moscow and said, "Now nah, I have to see this more." So I trained in his gym and and uh, you. Oof, the, the, the emphasis was truly on the internal system, which was very difficult for me to, to, to grasp at that point. Uh, yeah. Nothing was flashy, nothing was big, nothing was clear. Uh, and hmm. so I worked at that point initially with uh, the guy named Vladimir Zaykovsky, and he, yeah. uh, he gave me some a taste of um, preemptive movements. Um, Basically, the concept that, that I took from that is that, you know, my previous martial arts were where my attention was. is like, here's movement, here this movement, the eyes, the, the arms, the, the legs, movement, the body. Hmm. His was way beyond that. He was looking at something different. Yeah. And uh, I, that was like, no matter what I did, he stopped my movement before my movement even started. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything with it. <laughs> I couldn't understand that. Something was happening. I couldn't grasp it, uh, and it took another visit. Uh, th th that time, I brought it back and I started working with it. It took another couple of years to mess with that stuff, and then um, yeah. I went back to to, to refine and to ask questions and so on later on. Yeah. So, how was the um, apart from the the emphasis on the internal? Was there anything else about the the training in Moscow that you felt was a a contrast to the training that you've done here in the States or um, was it with the other aspects of the class quite similar? Well, I think the the atmosphere was, I guess I'm, I'm, there's so many of them. So in Toronto, it's, it's very dynamic. Every time I go in there, it's very dynamic, very fast paced. Yeah. Um, 
in Moscow is a little more laid back. It's a little laid back uh, mm. in terms of how the structure is a little more informal. The guys have an ability to talk. You know, they, they just go off like small groups sometimes, uh, study mm. some aspects of, you know, this group, study this aspect, this group, study this aspect. So it's kind of like more, I guess, less central, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but, but it worked for me, you know, so... When I arrived in there, I get off the plane and there was, you know, as you know, a long-term travel. And I got off the plane, I went straight to the gym. I arrived yeah. in there, hey, can I get, like, okay, coming in. And I was all stiff and sitting around for 36 hours and not sleeping yeah. and eating crap and all that. So <laughs> I walked in there. The first uh, thing the instructor did is looked at me, um, assessed me real quick and said, now, all right, go work with that guy. He, he'll, he'll get you straight for now. Um, yeah. And then there was a, an Orthodox priest, uh, the father, Nicola, I believe his name was, uh, he just worked with me for about 15, 20 minutes, uh, to get me softened up to, to get some tensions off, uh, mm. and, and get me prepared for, you know, to have an ability to, to, to keep up with the class. And so yeah. then you join in, and then he comes off. Uh, Vladimir came in, he came out, and uh, uh, started working. And said, "Hey, what do you want? You know, what, you have any questions? First of all, you have any concerns?" I'm like, "Well, I'm going to join what you guys are doing because it's." Yeah. Um, and he introduced that concept, and he started working with me, and then paired me up with something else, somebody else again to to develop those deficiencies that he thought I have. So. That concept of yeah. like they basically saw what I needed and quickly found the right yeah. partner for me. Instead of so, so it's kind of like, it's kind of more, more like a clinic than a top-down class, right? It's not like, well, here's the theme, everybody do this thing. It's more like, here's what you need, here's what you need. Here's, so it's yeah, like you go in for treatment to fix I guess your problem. Way to put it, yes. Yeah, yeah they okay. match up folks, yeah. you know, to, to their needs, and it's like, hey, do this. Interesting. Yeah, and so um, so do you want to say a little bit about um, what you do when you're not training Sistema? So in your in your professional life, you work in uh, safety and in emergency planning and emergency rescue and fire and and kind of aspects of that. How has Sistema kind of infused your your career as a as a responder? Oh, it did amazing things. Um, I've got almost 20 years now in public safety, uh, emergency response in all arenas. Uh, I've responded yeah. to anything from local emergencies to statewide. Um, incidents to federal I was part of the uh, federal search and rescue teams that goes out to like disasters like Katrina and earthquakes and uh, our team went out to Pentagon 9-11 and, and all that so um, wow. that that's just the variety so you uh, understand small scale and large scale disasters and how chaos can, can be inflicted very, very easily in, in our society yeah so the system was just in, instrumental with this because um, when I walked into the emergency services, uh, that services did not, I mean, it's not the, the group of folks you know, that had a lot of foreigners you know, to start with, much less, right? So you walk in there with your background, you right away have to deal with a little bit of adversity. The guys were friendly, but they expect you to fit in. And so communication was the first challenge. And when you get off the truck and you have to communicate on the radio with the assessment of the chaos that you're looking at, um, and you have to mm. communicate it not only with a clear, concise 
way, but also written in good English, right? So if you start speaking fast or you're speaking with the accent, nobody understands you and things go on haywire. That required a lot of internal control. And I struggled with that for a while. So uh, Hmm. not until I got into the Sistema breathing and Sistema ways of, uh, you know, handling fears and anxiousness and different nervous things like the stress, basically fears. Uh, that I started yeah. to get really, um, uh, that I started to see a good improvement in that in that arena. So, so it started with a with the realization that Sistema was changing your ability to help you manage your own nervous system and your own stress response. Did did that eventually translate into managing other people's stress too, like a better ability to calm other people down in, in big time? Too? Um, good examples of that was. Uh, yeah, once you handle it yourself, I mean, you you freeing up yourself from this anxiety. Even now, you, you see guys stepping off the trucks and getting, you know, shakes and trembles, and because it's just a lot of pressure, you got to make quick decisions with a little situation right yeah. off the bat, and you got a lot of responsibility in the first 10, 15 minutes you're arriving there. So, yeah, if you're able to handle this, you stepping off, you're able to calm yourself down. That presence of calmness, of internal control, is is radiant. It's like you can see a difference there and it transfers to yeah. your patients, your, your people. We, we, we work with individual patients just as well as the big things. So an example of that, we had um, a multi-car accident one time and there was a, a date. Uh, I mean, it was a period of time where the prompts going on in high schools and there's a oh, yeah. three or four cars made to high school kids, you know, going to prom, uh, all dressed up, all excited, you know, some of them had a couple of drinks already. So they ran into a car and uh, it was at stoplight, so the pileup of three or four cars, one yeah. to another. Yeah. The guys are coming out there, there was a couple of guys who got hurt, um, some spine injuries possibly, or some, some, because it was a good impact. And then a lot of panic, a lot of screaming, a lot of shock, you know, because as many of them have not been in the situations like that. And uh, you have to, like, being able to be calm enough, not only for yourself, but pass through this stress, pass through this chaos, pass through the anxiety and pain that you feel, and go straight to mm. um, the protocols of dealing with that, that safe patient with a spinal injuries so would require precise manipulation, very clean uh, approach to not to cause any further, you know, spine injuries and so on. Another part of that was that to an ability to calm some people down that has already panicking uh, symptoms, right? Yeah. So one of them, I was able to get this lady and just get I hooked up with her and and get her to focus on me and force her to breathe the same rate as I am. I was follow me, follow mm-hmm. me, nose mouth, follow me, and then being able to slow her down through my own breathing and then you can talk to her and then you can be logical with her and things settle down Mm. um another part of that was that uh you know working with kids um who had some uh, finger stuck in the pencil sharpener simple thing right but he was screaming bloody murder um he put like his index finger in a pencil, like an old, like a yeah, crank handle. Like this. He's stuck in there out net, and then uh, in school, it was elementary school. And, uh, mm. In fact, there was a British kid just moved in from uh, Great Britain, so he had an mm. accent. 
Not, not too bright. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were kind of joking later, like, man, you got to be a little tougher. I mean, you, you're Britain, you know, you expect this, but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stiff up, yeah. son. Come on. <laughs> so, but, uh, he was screaming. He was scared. He was showing me. So, um, we looked and assessed him, and the finger was—I mean, it was not much damage to it. It was just scary. It hurt and it's pressure yeah. in there. So, we had to cut that piece off of him using some rotor, some tiny, small um, tools. And my mm-hmm. job was that I just took him while the guys were working. Uh, I had to calm him down, and they just passed it to me. And so, it's like handle this, and we're going to handle tools. So I work with him the same way, you know, like just got him relaxed approach, uh, very focused, you know, got his eye locked into nothing else but me. So it's giving me something, some chance to grasp on you, um, something yeah. to grab on. And Michael Repko always, you know, relate to this kind of things. You know, when he worked with um, some critical situations he was in, and so you need to have an ability for brain to, to grab on something. And so yeah. we provide that and in the calm, not exciting manner and, and enable to control that panic and calm him down and it's relaxing his arms and ability to even wiggle things out of there becomes much easier because it's not as tight anymore. So, so have you, um, so you said that uh, the other guys kind of said, you know, you take care of him, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll do the tools. Have you kind of become, have you become known in some sense uh, within the, the working that you're good at doing this now? Has it become kind of like a known skill that you have? Or is that, it was just a random day and you got that job instead of the tool? No, cutting? they gave it to me a few times. I don't think they would have made that stuff that, hey, this is the master of this, you know, breathing or not. They know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, they know you're what the- I'm doing. They usually refer like, hey, you got one speed, one pace, one tone of voice and kind of things like that. Um, but I think there's just the mm. feeling of the fact that it's stable, you know, it's a stability uh, within you that kind of like matches to the anxious and other personal, hey, we need this equal. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you, like you said, if you like radiate or exude that kind of internal strength and people feel more comfortable to lean on you, right? They, they feel okay to, they kind of sense it, right? People can sense that you're strong on the inside in the same way that you can sense when somebody's unstable it on is, the yes. inside. It's like that the internal sensation you said, well, um, so yeah, there's multiple occasions like that and you're just working through and sometimes guys come to you, you know, for, for something like that, you know, like, Hey, I got some things going on. Like, all right. Mm. Breathe through it and all that. Yeah. Yep. So can you imagine a time in which maybe uh, people will be like putting, I train Sistema on their, on their resume when they're applying for like emergency services jobs. <laughs> like it's a, Oh, I trained this with Misha Karlov and you know, something like that. You know, it would be interesting if we saw it used, you know, almost as a qualification. I mean, I guess things like uh, acupuncture and, you know, chiropractic and stuff like that have come a little bit out of the, uh, the, the edges of medicine and more towards the orthodoxy as kind of auxiliary medicines and things like that. Can you em- em- envisage a time when Sistema might be accepted in kind of the same way as a, as a way of controlling stress and, and our response and our, and our own We hope. System? I mean, it is already now. We know. Me, me and you know that. But, but we, yeah. All right. So I talk to many people and kind of like try to find a way now. Um, I work within, you know, groups that I'm personally – in touch with um, around my station or the guys working with me, but uh, uh, it has been like I'm working on the way you know, to incorporate this you know, perhaps in the, in the recruit school, for example. So when the guys coming yeah. in, they're hiring the guys to um, perform some tasks, and sometimes it's the guys who come in from like being pizza delivery guys, and then all of a sudden now you have to wear the mask 
go to the confined spaces, mm. uh, deal with the hot, low visibility environments. Um, you know, so so responsible for many things like that. And they put you through some paces, you know, in academy. It's like about five months. And you go, you know, uh, you go one-on-one with yourself in some dark spaces, you know, and it's tight and confined and, and hot and everything else. So it, it messes with you. It messes with your head. Um, so is with this yeah. is that, yes, you can, you know, screen some people out who are maybe not prepared, but, you know, the citizens coming in, this is otherwise good folks. If you don't give them tools how to deal with that kind of um, feelings within, with these fears, they simply fail. Uh, or they get yeah. so overwhelmed uh, that, okay, I passed this one, but this overwhelming sense is going to stay with them, and this is how they're going to go through their career without these tools. They're just going to toughen up or tighten up, but it eventually grows into these symptoms of PTSD after years. So, so you're saying that we could be passing over perfectly good firefighters, and EMTs, and rescuers purely because they don't have... The tools they could be great if we gave them the right tools they they could have the right temperament and but maybe some people are getting ruled out on the early stage sort of saying ah he or she hasn't got what it takes but in reality they just haven't been shown the concrete tools to deal with their nervous system and and give them a chance at, at doing this kind of work is that yeah like think about this like in the special operations community in the military right you you know some guys from there I mean they pay attention to some stress control and psychological control and in some training yeah. and drills and so on uh, no matter what military and what, what force is going on. But, you know, like, for example, public safety at this point, because I speak, that's my background, uh, mm. they expect you to toughen up. I mean, there's not much tools offered. I mean, they'll work with you. They'll say, hey, calm down, breathe and all that, but nothing specifically addressing in the way the system does, right? So, like, we really go into depth of not only passing it, but also not holding it to it. So yeah. it, that it becomes part of your nature, you know, to, to feel much more comfortable in the chaos in terms of like internal uh, state of yours or powers. Um, mm. So if we offer, let's say, kids coming out from school an ability, and not just fire department, just generally stress, uh, handling stress uh, in life, building that resilience for yeah. for handling you know life pressures, whether it's a relations or financial crises or careers or you know any tough. Um, situations that you go to through car accidents, you know, you come out. So an ability to handle yourself under that pressure, I think is a uh, critical tool to have. And so it recruits in the fire service much more because you are expected to handle more than others. Yeah. And so you, you want to transform these guys to be resilient uh, when they finish this thing, not just skillful. Emmanuel Manolakakis will be coming to Durham, North Carolina on the weekend of January the 26th, 27th, 2019 for a two-day exploration of deep Sistema principles. To register online, visit www.ncsistema.com slash events. Before September the 1st, podcast listeners can claim an additional 10% off using the discount code HITME at checkout. That's H-I-T-M-E at the online checkout. Hope to see you there. There's a definite thing there. I mean, the word you used there was like with skills, right? So it's it's recognition that that kind of control is not just like something you're born with. I mean, I, I think there is a there's a component that seems that some people are just born with more uh, ability to control their emotions. So either they, maybe they don't get that emotional in the first place. It's a mixture of their hormones and the way that they 
uh, secrete or absorb them or just the way that their brains kind of work and things like that. Some people just seem naturally calmer under pressure. And some people, of course, on the flip side, just seem like they're born to anxiety or born to depression or, you know, it seems like they have more of a tendency to go that way. But there's definitely like a big middle ground there where it's a trainable skill, right? The ability to train, to manage your own anxiety, to manage your own depression is something that you can learn to do. It's not just some mystical thing that you have to meditate for years to get on the mountaintop, and nor is it a collection of chemicals that you you pop after or before like a scary event, right? It's a it's the ability to, con- to control your own body chemistry through practice in the same way that lifting things, right? You don't get good at lifting things unless you lift a bunch of things, right? It's the same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, uh, it's definitely trainable i mean there is certain things that you yeah like you said that you know there's certain things you're born with but a lot of things that mm-hmm. now the little studies that psychologists did uh, and i read and this is just one of the ways that i uh, prepare myself as you know being an instructor is that uh, you take um, four pillars of sistema right that we, we we've been presented them in many ways and the breathing relaxation and posture mm-hmm. movement and so on but i'll just take them and i take that each one of them as a discipline and you start searching for anything related to breathing and relaxation and the posture and the movement, and you start dissecting this stuff that way. Yes, in Sistema, mm. we're giving it to our students as one whole, but a lot of times people come from zero. The same thing as like these fire crews, right? They come from zero background like that. They want something that you want. Uh, or they see blood, and like we did, you know, like, hey, this is something different, magical about this, right? And then you start, how do you get there? Mm. How do you get from this to that? And when, when I start, you know, asking myself these questions, I'm like, all right, how about I start dipping or you know, going deeper into each of these disciplines, you know, like I start, for example, in breathing, everything that Michael had to see, I bought his DVDs uh, in Russian and in English um, and, and, and mm-hmm. blood and other things. But then, then I start dipping, okay, there is a breathing method uh, that the Russian doctor invented in 19... 19- 60s, you know, the Bottega method. And how much do we know about that? You know, but they, he, lots of stuff he teaches there is very similar to what we do. But, you know, it's for medical purposes, not for combat purposes. But what I read about yeah. this method is that his method was used by the fighter pilots uh, to compensate for this pressures to keep themselves uh, conscious up in the high altitudes. Sure. All like yeah. high G turns and things like that. The breathing yeah. techniques. And then, you know, later they develop clinic and it's functioning now. And there's parts in there that have folks working in the U.S. Um, as well who are trained by them. And then now they, they feel things like asthma in kids um, mm. just by breathing. And so lots of right. stuff like this. So you dip into that and then go to the relaxation, you know, see what, what how the brain interacts with the nervous system. And you train Maybe, you know, looking into some of these neuro hacks, uh, lots of them available. I'm taking a course right now currently in muscular neurology, British guys, and yeah. they have incredible information, incredible research accumulated on how to uh, connect the, the brain or the body and how to train. For example, we do stretching, but if you take that simple stretching, that in the, apply the principle that you're stretching for your nervous system, for your brain, not for fitness. Right, so you yeah. start applying a different focus on that stuff, and you understand person from that standpoint of view. So something comes to you that is mm. the brain and nervous system, and there's other components, but um, and then you 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 go deeper in this, and then you connect that, and you understand you know movement, you know what do we know movement, and then deep into this. So I kind of dissected in four different disciplines, you know, in order to go deeper in this, and then see 
how can we build the drills with a little more understanding. Yeah, and definitely. And, and having been to some of your uh, the outdoor camps that you've run out there in the you know First Landing State Park and other bits and along the beaches there in, in Virginia, I really uh, respect and appreciate your kind of your ability to dissect things, but without removing isolating them so much that they're not related to the whole. Right? I think sometimes people can fall into this trap of over analyzing yeah. something, especially with something like structure, and then then they just end up breaking it down to physics, and it basically just becomes judo or sambo again, right? <laughs> when you remove all the other parts of it, but you have a really good ability to to take something apart, to look at it, and then show how it fits back into the machine again, right? A little bit like a really good mechanic who, who sees the flow and sees the system and the way that it puts back together, but you're just interested in taking the carburetor out, cleaning it out, and showing people how it works before you put it back in again. You're not just kind of giving an overall description of kind of what it does. Um, so I, I really, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. In, in the way yeah, I just like the, the, the help that, you know, like you I have uh, several instances instructor uh, certifications in public safety as a new fire instructor and a hazmat instructor and so on. So some things you learn from that is like when you go in front of the students, you might want to have two or three layers um, uh, deeper, you know, knowledge than just uh, what you have to present. So if you, if you yeah. face in the group of students and they may ask questions, you might want to have two or three layers. Right. Yeah. Rather than like, I don't know, I was, I was on yeah. the PowerPoint. Uh, so <laughs> a little bit of depth of knowledge, a little bit of understanding of why things work or don't work um, and so on. Yeah. But that's not necessarily that we're going to be sitting in there making encyclopedia out of that. Or. So um, so switching gears a little bit, um, could you tell us a little bit of, uh, about how uh, system has kind of affected things, not just in your professional life, but in your personal life? Obviously, having a, nine kids in various ages. You've got like, well, the oldest one is what, 20 odd or now or your oldest? It's, it's 24. Yeah. 20. 24. Yeah. 24. And, and your youngest four. is four. Right. So you've got four, four to 24, right? So that's a, that's quite a spread. And I'm, I'm just in awe of the way that you guys kind of seamlessly seem to kind of manage things. And I'm sure there's a lot of chaos that I don't see, but it looks like kind of a highly organized chaos that just seems to flow in and of itself. And there's something a little bit systema just in the way that the call of Household seems to come together. You know, everybody's for the most part relaxed. And I'm sure you could point out, you know, most days, <laughs> elements in most days where there's emotions flying and things going backwards and forwards. But, um, but I've, you know, I know people who with one kid or we have two kids, right? And they and they think it's really difficult and and they seem to struggle more than you do with nine, right? And um, so, what what are the secrets? Give us the secret sauce. What have you found out both through like better life experience with families and kids, or through your systema training? That's kind of um, that's informed the way that you uh, that you work with your kids or educate your kids or or, or come to understand. Well, I think I think it's both. And we've done most of these kids came, you know, on board before I even was deep in Sistema. But uh, there is a contrast yeah. definitely you know, between then and now. Uh, I think mm. you know what you mentioned is you know, that chaos is almost like the second language here. It is it happens, and I don't know if I can exist without it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It seems like it should be your middle name, like Misha, Chaos Karlov. You know, sometimes you go to the firehouse now to to get a break and then have a rest. Okay. <laughs> um, got anybody got a good hazmat disaster? It's like, it's a lot more yeah, peaceful. I'm earthquake, and then I'll feel peaceful in that. Okay, but you, you can handle the kids. Right? <laughs> no, but uh, definitely that uh, I think. It's a big topic in there with the kids. The first part of it when we started having this stuff, it, it definitely uh, how you handle this. It defines by what you 
your, your mindset and your internal settings are. And I attribute it a lot to almost like a tree, right? My wife gave me this picture of this. Um, if you picture yourself as a tree, and whether it's a systema mm. related or just life related, where your roots are, um, what soil are they, and in what nutrients are you feeding from? So what's feeding you? And mm. We basically attribute a lot of that to the faith that we have, and I don't hide this stuff. You know, we have a well-read Christian faith in it, and so a lot of stuff that you do, you understand in that, for example, with the kids, we don't fight with flesh and blood. We fight with the things beyond that. So you don't get personal with them. You don't mm-hmm. get, you know, angry with them, like, hey, this is you who did this to me, or irritants like this. It helps to see again, that there is forces behind it, and then you just address that as, hey, we address an issue, not you, um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that reduces some of the conflicts and some of the edges, uh, uh, perhaps. So with that, the other one is that uh, a lot of teamwork with the with wife. Um, so <laughs> yeah, a lot of teamwork because she worked all the time, uh, full time with us too. So we had to bounce all these things. And it's, it's a lot of, um, I guess, if, if you want to bring Sistema into this, I would say that Sistema has three principles, right? We have strength, courage, and humility. And yeah. uh, they all three are necessary for family life, like all of them. I think the toughest one is the humility. And and that yeah. is where the internal portion is really takes place. And it's the humility is really like, how much do we understand that portion? Like, how humble are you ready to be? Mm. Um, and when you dissect and things like this, and you're going through crisis with your wife, for example, you get really humble sometimes uh, because she knows you inside out and you know her yeah. inside out and there's no, no way to hide. So initially mm. that's what we did is basically we knew that the stress can affect the marriage, the stress can affect, um, you know, interactions and the quality of life and so on. Early on, and this is based on the faith, we just made that decision based on that, our faith, because we both believe in it in this. We burned the bridge and said that the, Resolution of such as divorce is not going to be an option, period. Okay, so mm. we burned that bridge early on and moved on from there in the foxhole, understanding that we're going to get along to survive, and that's the only option. <laughs> <laughs> Took the other options, took the off, the table, options so. off the table. And then we're going forward, end of story. Uh, having kids was yeah. similar to that. You just basically creating that trust, you know, that, hey, good Lord will provide. He will put you to it he'll get you through it so and yeah did. and so that's moving forward that gives you foundation that you're in the right spot and this is not happening kids are not accidents they come in here because they they you know some somebody trusted you to raise that child and send him off to the world and so yeah. we took that approach and like this is our responsibility to bring these guys up uh train them and uh, we have to send them out and in good spirit and a good word, uh, well prepared to, to handle things and give you a mission, yeah. right? And that's your mission. So that kind of, to me, gives you a destination of where things have to go and not scattered all over the place and just not being distracted by chaos of the day. Like, no, we, we got to be somewhere. Yeah. And in between, yeah, yeah you can lose uh, fights, you know, you can lose, you know, have 10 situations, ups and downs, but you don't lose that yeah. force. You don't lose that focus. Then, then, yeah. then things will happen. So, so you've got faith, you've got teamwork, you've got shared purpose, and you've got failure is not an option. Yep. <laughs> that's the four. Yeah, so, so I can hear. Not, no. 
<laughs> Sounds a lot like the military. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but in between, that humility part is, plays a huge role because uh, that's where I had to deal with myself. This is part of like getting to know yourself. This is all right. You get to know yourself yeah. and you dissect the little feelings and little prides and the little things like that coming to you. Like, no, I'm a dad. I'm a man in the house. None of that junk, right? Um, we joke about this at the firehouse. Like, yeah, you tell your wife this until you get home to the front door, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So let's get real. So, um, you trick with respect and all, but humility comes to the fact that you recognize your weaknesses and you don't hide them. You know, you, you bring them out, um, you lay them out, you communicate openly. So, it's all on the table. Yeah. Um, and just like in Sistema, you know, we open ourselves to the strikes, we, we know our weaknesses, we admit them, and we just take ourselves as we are, for real. Something perceived, yeah. not something like made-up image, not what culture expects us to do. Now we do this net for, yeah. hey, we treat the day, that's how it is. We see our people next to us, we love, you know, we try to give them the best of us, uh, the best of our abilities, and uh, that's what it's going to be. You know, so humility, I think, is a very yeah. important part, along with other ones as well. It's, you know, it's interesting. There's, I mean, you could probably go into a Barnes & Noble or bookshop or something, and you could browse the personal development or the psychology or the self-help section, and you could find, you know, I don't know, hundreds of books trying to teach this very idea. You know, it's, oh, you need to be open, you need to be... Um, you need to examine yourself and your life and your responses and you need to control your emotions and you need to connect and communicate with your partner and you need to be on the same team and here are some strategies. But like to me, the, the thing that really sets Sistema apart in this is that all of those things are just ideas and concepts, right? And, and so you can try them out with your family. Maybe if you fail enough times, you might get desperate enough to really read a book and really be interested in whether or go for some therapy or something and then just really be interested in how you might change the way that you're doing things one thing at a time to get it done. But to me, it seems like Sistema is this laboratory where you get to test out these things first and then you get to bring them home and, and then you have the benefits. You've tried them out on people on people who aren't your kids. <laughs> I mean, for example, you get to punch other people. You don't get to punch your kids most of the time. Oh, so, so you can... <laughs> He's like, nothing's off the table. Yeah. Nothing's off the table. Yeah, but uh, you see what I mean? It says you get to try it out and then you get to um, work with people who you know and trust who are outside the house and then you get to bring that home and, and, and hopefully your, your, your wife, your spouse, your family get to, to benefit from that, from that knowledge that you've practiced, right? Sistema is a practice rather than just a theory and I think that's, um, that's something that helps me. And, and like you said, you can also, as in the same way that you dissected out aspects of breath work and structure and movement, and you can study those in different contexts, even outside of Sistema, and then relate it back to what Sistema teaches. For me, the same thing when I read about um, new ideas in psychology or developments in neuroscience or something, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's great. That ties right back into the foundation, and Sistema is going to help me to explore that idea and then integrate it into my life, right? So it's, it's like it's a, it gives you a new set of hooks with which to grasp and try things, and, and that's where I think the value really comes into itself for me. Yeah, big time of that stuff. You know, it, it works both ways. You know, things I discover, like you said, in the gym, you know, or instructing the fire, you know, my colleagues. Um, when you work with the students, you have to be like Michael always said, and this is where I'm, last time I went to Moscow was like July of this year. And the guys were working with me. It's like one thing resonated you know, from this. is like we started to have a drill, and I'm, I'm tying it back to this situation. Um, we started to have a drill uh, with a stick, and then the guys are coming. Asked me with a stick, we were working on first contact, right? First, first contact with the with the attacker, and that yeah. a lot of times we do okay escapes, you know, leg work, 
relaxed body, all that. None of them was good enough for these guys, right? So I had to be able to work that force you know, uh, with minimum or almost no force uh, and no yeah. preemptive movements. It's just first contact and right away it has to go to the right direction with the right force, with the right timing. It was so yeah. much, like it was so easy, but it was so much in it that um, it brought me to question the things. You know, so... It, it brings out some internal, you know, hey, how, how do you, I guess I'm trying to see this. What, what the guy said to me, the instructor said to me, is like, you need to be interested in people when you're working with them. So you've been mm. interested too much in yourself and how you react to that uh, attack and in that drill. You're too focused on your movement, you know, your, your tensions and all that. You need to be interested in, the, in me, like in, in the person you're working with. Yeah. And so that yeah. uh, switched my mindset to, Hey, um, thinking too much about myself, almost like you feeling sorry about yourself, trying to work through yourself. No, focus on that guy. Yeah, be interested in him. Whether you're working with the sick or with the hands, be interested in him through that contact. What's going on with him? So you take that, and it becomes part of you, right? And you train like this, and it becomes part of you. So you start caring for people who you're working with. In terms of, I'm, I'm genuinely mm. want to know what's going on with him, not just from standpoint of hey, I want to get him down on the ground or defend against his attack. But it develops into yeah. also interest in your student, interest in his life or her life, um, on, on, on why you know certain tensions are there, why certain movements are, and why they feel in a certain way. And then you become in, like something opens up in you that way. And you're coming back home, instead of bringing tensions back home, you bring care, right? So you, you start caring, hey, why don't I do this with my kid and my wife? I do this with the strangers. Why can't I do the yeah. same thing with my kid and my wife? So you start being more interested in what caring about that. And so it's kind of like mm. that, that kind of feedback, you know, you're receiving. It's a virtuous yeah. cycle. Thing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so it, yes, this family life, you know, can feed things, things, but if you allow yourself to be a passage of information, not a blocker, right? So you remove these egos, you remove all these obstacles in there and just, hey, I got something from here, let it flow for me through me uh, yeah and make mm-hmm. some kind of difference somewhere else um you don't holding it like mm-hmm. it's uh, i did this i did that no it's just flowing through you you're making things here you learn something here flow back the other way that's brilliant so um so how can folks um find you what, what area are you in um teaching system at the moment i know you guys are kind of in the transition a little bit and you're uh, maybe moving uh, gyms that you're teaching out of and that kind of stuff. But uh, how would people get a hold of you if they want to train with you down there in the uh, South The best way is just to follow our Facebook. We have a Taiwan system on Facebook, um, and I'm, I have my contacts on it. Um, there's a phone or there's email, okay. uh, instant messenger, or I guess private messenger, whatever you call it. Yeah. So that one way, and it has contact, okay. you know, through uh, Blood School. We are listed there as well uh, with the contact of the school. Okay, so I'll put yep. those links on the um, on the show notes so that people can just click straight through and get onto the uh, onto the Facebook page and get a hold of you if they want to and and hopefully uh, send a few more people your way. So that's great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time, Misha. And I'd, I'd like to get you back on at some point to uh, expand on the on the family thing because it seems like there's a there's a lot more to be said there. We could probably do another forty five minutes to an hour just on um, the, the role of Sistema in family and the other yep. things that are going on. But uh, I really appreciate you taking the time um, to talk to us today and uh, and hope to see you. Uh, very soon in, in training down here in North Carolina. I've enjoyed the back and forth that we've had between our groups for many years now. It's always been great. Sounds good. Thanks. Great. Okay. Take care. 
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. Thank you.